Are you aligning your smart bidding in alignment with your Google Ads campaigns to make them as efficient as possible? Today, we're going to talk about smart bidding. We're going to talk about what it is. We're going to talk about how you can incorporate it in terms of its bidding options and your client's goals to make them as efficient as possible. And then we're going to talk about how to turn a cold, smart bidding campaign, turn it warm and then make it red hot. So it's getting as many conversions as possible. So first of all, let's identify what smart bidding is. Smart bidding is when the algorithm identifies somebody who's ready to purchase, right? So in my case, let's just say I enter, I'm in Los Angeles. So I identified the location, identified me on Google Maps, identified me on whatever search or something else, um, device type location, all that stuff. See how it took all that metadata? And it, it even took my, even my, my habits, right? And said, Hey, at 11 o'clock, you usually enter something for where is this for, for, for eating, right? Restaurant. So I enter fast food places nearby Los Angeles. Boom. The advertiser, Carlos Jr. sees that signal, right? Their ads manager sees that in the real time auction place bids on that and says, we want to put our ad right in front of that guy immediately. All in real time, this happens. And it actually, um, finance a bid, does all sorts of stuff, matches that person via the bid between the ads and the user, boom, I that person wins the auction, right? Um, in doing so, I convert and I go to Carl's Jr. Through exact match, let's just say I enter Carl's Jr. nearby. Well, then it works even faster, right? Because the algorithm identified that I usually go to Carl's Jr., but several times a week or whatever, or once, you know, three times a week. And then I um, get targeted by them because their algorithm knew that, right? They, under, they understand the average user goes there two to four times a week. Well, I'm at the three, right? And so it feeds it back to the algorithm. Boom. See how that happens? That's how smart bidding works, right? And it works in real time in terms of the auction place. It does work the same in terms of manual bidding, but there's a limit, right? With smart bidding, it actually matches up the bid. So it's always efficiently as possible. And it all also works uh, quite well in terms of the, um, in terms of the match type, right? So if you go more broad phrase, that's better because that's single theme or single topic ad group, as opposed to skag, which is single keyword ad group, which is more down funnel, right? You're only, you want specific keywords. So you're using more exact in phrase phrase is the kind of like the gray area, but, Ideally, you should be using more broad end phrase with your stag uh, setup versus skag, right? And so that's all set up through smart bidding. So let's identify the layer cake that's going on here when you use smart bidding. Well, first of all, it's conversion focused, like we were talking about, right? It's not necessarily a skag setup because with skag, it's pretty, you know, you're using a lot of a quality score. You're, you're trying to identify the, um, the uh, landing page experience. You're identifying the history within the ad account, and then you're just doing ad relevancy targeted to that particular keyword, right? And altogether it does the ad ranking and boom, you got so much, you got traffic. Well, it looks, it works a little different with conversions because conversions you are using real time bidding. You're looking at a lot more other things besides the ad and the keyword. You're looking at what is this person, what does Yosef do at 1130 when he's trying to decide something to eat, right? That's, that goes to a whole other level, which takes me to the contextual signals. You see the daytime operating system, past behavior. Look at that engagement, landing page views and frequency, right? That's all in within the algorithm, right? It identifies that person's ready to convert. So keep that in mind.
you're, you know, the, basically the algorithms are really tracking you to your habits and matching that, like I said, to the advertiser. Then you have learning phase and learning phase is when, you know, it's roughly 20 to 30 conversions. I think it's actually 30 formally, but I don't know. I, I actually have data that says like 15 ish um, in terms of the learning phase or what it needs to learn. I've even gone as low as 10, but the official, um, the official is 20 to 30 or actually 30, but the machine learning, right? That's always on. Right? That's always in the background learning. That's always in the background optimizing because it's not going to always know. Like it'll know, but it, 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 you know, the learning phase doesn't activate when it's Q1, right? Versus Q4. That's machine learning that's doing that in the background. So that's analyzing what's going on in um, November, December with Black Friday versus January. Right. And they know January for sales is going to be low versus Q4, which is October and whatever, um, November or December when most of the sales happen. Right. That's machine learning. It's always optimizing. And then based on the variance, say you put a whole bunch of creative and change the whole thing. And then you put in uh, you put in um, a whole bunch of uh, you change a bit from 100 to 300. You do something crazy. It goes back into your learning mode. Right. And it has to relearn. That's the difference. Then you have portfolio bidding, which is when you bid uh, basically campaigns across the board. So what that is, is uh, that's more like a to manage the account in terms of managing the uh, spend between the campaigns, between the ad groups, and then the ads. And then you have goals alignment, which is the TROS, target CPA, max clicks, cost per click, maximum impression share. However, you're, you're missing conversions and then you're missing, um, you're missing, um, as well as max conversion value as well here, which we're going to go into in the next slide. So the next slide shows maximum conversion events for the dollar, right? That's, these are probably the, the four biggies. Um, this is with biggest with leads. It's big with say you're doing uh, add to cart buys or you're doing email campaigns. That's maximum conversions. It's getting the maximum, maximum amount of events to that budget. Then you have cost per acquisitions, targeted campaigns, right? Say if it's $50, some may come in at 100, some may come in at two, but in the end, it's gonna come into roughly about 50 or less, right? Then you have max conversion value, which is whatever, you have $100, but you wanna get as many conversion value revenue sales back as possible. That's what max conversion is. Targeted ROAS is when you say, hey, same thing as the targeted CPA, you have, say you have a three, you wanna be at two and a half, three ROAS. You enter that in. I'm having tremendous success right now tremendous success right now with uh, T row as campaign setting those those bad boys up at three and then they usually come in at like eight or seven it's been dynamic now you have to have the right promotion you have to have it enough <coughs> creative ability or creative leeway to make sure it's working right using max headlines all, all that stuff but with promotions right now targeted row as two and a half three for my shopping campaigns amazing i'm also doing that for pmax but what I love, um, what I love about targeted shopping is it's more acquisition focused versus Pmax, which is more retargeting. But I do use T as for my branded keyword campaigns as well. So all in all, now that I think about it, all my all my campaigns are targeted ROAS about two and a half to three, and I'm getting solid. Please look up my Instagram um, on YRV Dynamics. I actually have screenshots of my campaign or my LinkedIn. You can check those out too. I mean, we're talking just for January alone, 12, 11, 12 ROAS, like, which is nuts. That's absolutely madman. That's crazy. Um, even 
Uh, now that I think about it, even my ROAS for Facebook's been pretty high. It's been at seven, eight, seven, nine. So that's nuts. That's, that's awesome. But the tip, but going back to Google, it's because I've been bidding low. So when you bid low, it enters those auctions and it has time to scale up because it's getting the lowest bid at the highest conversion value for purchase. And that's how T-ROAS works. That's what I love about that thing. Um, let's talk now about the different options, right? So you have manual cost per click. You have maximum clicks. You have enhanced cost per clicks. So when there is a conversion about to happen, Right, these are great to kind of set up because it gives you, it actually pushes the cost per click even higher, right? And it, it basically on the likelihood of conversion or sale. Then you have targeted CPA, right? And that's what we're talking about, fifty. So it could be some could be at hundred, some could be at two dollars. It evens out at fifty. Same thing with targeted ROAS. We already talked about that. Max conversion, you know. But Yosef, why are you not using max conversion? You know, I, I, for some reason, the T-ROAS has been awesome. I think it's really the marketplace and the expectation. So for some reason, when you set it that low, it just, there's something magical that happens. But remember, two of them are shopping. Well, one's Pmax, one's, um, one's standard shopping. And then I do it with search. So yeah, it, it's strange. Um, but I'm, I'm having tremendous success. I've even um, talked to other buyers about it in the forums and same exact thing. They're having, they're striking gold on that too. So maximize conversion is still, um, it's still around, it's still doing great, but I would definitely, um, if you're doing shopping campaigns, any kind of revenue experiment with TROS, I, I think you could go far with that. Um, for And then we talked about maximum conversion value. CPM, that's always like, you can use that for display in YouTube. Um, you can even do it for search impression share. Um, those are great for reach campaigns. You know, if you just want to get that first impression out, out of the way and just make sure it's just seen, like that's a great thing to do. Those aren't used as much really on the Google platform. Um, although with, uh, YouTube, I think it's pretty smart. And then you have cost per view on YouTube in stream that actually includes display campaigns as well. So, which is another video we probably need to talk about soon is making a YouTube, um, in stream um, uh, whatever video, uh, very soon. And that's based on 30 second views. And what I love about these two at the bottom, you know, the CPM and the cost per view, those are great, um, top of funnel campaigns, right? They're really great ways to just bring people in. You're able to identify that they're engaged, even at a 30 second view, if it's a minute, like they've had a 50% view time, if there's a minute video. So that's great. That's awesome. Um, Let's see here. Oh yes, and then talking about campaigns and warming them up. So first thing is always make sure your conversion value is hooked up. It's so important, guys. If it's not hooked up or you think there's something wonky going down, do not use conversions. Use clicks, just send traffic there, just warm it up, spend $5 a day, just let it warm up. And then when you have conversions, then warm it up, right? Just say, just if you just want to warm it up prematurely, that's great. Um, but then use clicks, don't use conversions because then you're going to pay more, right? Because a cost per conversion is a heck of a lot more expensive than a cost, a cheap cost per click on Skag campaign, right? Um, T-ROAS and maximum conversion value. So yeah, you know, I tend to, I tend to, once I get about 10 to 15 conversions, I just make the switch. So I start off with clicks, right? So or any kind of campaign, once I get the clicks going, and I see the conversion campaigns, and this is what I'm talking about, my friends, making sure that primary and secondary conversions are all linked up and that it's it's sending the right signal. Because if you have add a cart, instant checkout payment method all included, you can see where the drops are in between each event, right? So if there's a 50% drop off between 
um, add a cart and payment method, you know, there's a problem, right? Or if you know, there's a, you know, if it's more than 50%, same thing between 50% and uh, payment method and uh, purchase, like, if there's a huge dip, something's wrong, right? And usually it's about 50% or so. So keep that in mind. So long story short, what I recommend a warm up campaign is clicks, start with that, let it warm up, let your primary and secondary conversions be populating, make sure they're working, right? Um, and then on top of that, once they reach 10 or so, then switch it over. I think you're okay. Some people say 30. I, I think that's too much. I think between 10 and 20 is fine. Um, app campaigns, this is kind of crazy, 300 conversions. I, I'm not sure where they're getting that. That's actually from the Google page. But the video action campaigns um, at roughly 30 conversions for 30 days, that may take a little bit harder. That may be, may be difficult to get. So with that, I recommend using demand gen, right? Because video action campaigns are very slow, right? Unless you're spending buku bucks, it's going to be very hard to get those going. So you know, because like I said, it, it takes it, it it takes a little bit to warm up. So why not do demand gen campaigns, right? Then do a true view campaign, get that little smart funnel going, then do video action ads to follow up on retargeting based on those two. Get that frequency going, get that warm audience going, then turn on the conversion, right? That's what I would do. Demand gen really is uh, really, I've been very happy with demand gen. I've, I've sent some great quality traffic, um, great place to warm up campaigns and get, get that frequency going so people are primed to buy. Um, let's see here. And then, oh yes. So we talked about secondary versus primary conversion goals um, and then enhanced conversions. Yes, so make sure those are set up. Make sure your enhanced conversions are good. That's when you plug, you make sure that you're getting user data to feed in. And this is great because when people hop browser to browser when people hop from one Wi-Fi to another Wi-Fi, the Google click ID gets broken, right? And it just, for some reason, isn't married back to that particular user. Well, what enhanced conversion does, it keeps it based on the, on the uh, user ID and the user data, it matches them back up again, no matter where they're at. That's how con enhanced conversions work. So you got to make sure that's all hooked up, right? Um, so uh, there are different my ways to do it. Um, I'm actually make doing it. Actually, it's a huge thing I'm doing right now, um, especially with the cookie apocalypse coming in 2024. You got to make sure that's really included. So highly recommend you use that. Oh, wow. We're already at the end. Um, so I want to say, first of all, um, we um, there is a Medium article that's in companionship to this. So literally almost every single one of my videos has a corresponding Medium article, if not more. I think we have 30 Medium articles. Um, we're also on Instagram if you want to check out screenshots of my particular um, performance on ROAS. Also, we do creative. So we put that on Instagram and our LinkedIn. So our LinkedIn actually matches our Instagram um, page. And then we have, uh, we take this particular vlog and we remove the video and we actually include this. So anybody listening right now in podcast land on Spotify, Apple, uh, iHeart, Podbeam, Amazon uh, Music, or Podchaser, we, um, you're able to basically <laughs> listen to this podcast, which is pretty cool because you can listen to it on the go or, you know, if you want to um, send it to uh, somebody for tips or as well as this vlog. So um, that's really it. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll have some more content coming soon. So uh, have a great week. Thank you.